0: this is the md's fantasy football show with dan mader giving you the x's and o's of all things fantasy Oh, it's Sunday night, so it's time to get back in action here with the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thank you to all of you watching us live on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe or hit the bell notification to get notified whenever we have new content available to you. Make sure after the show you download us on your favorite podcast app so you can always stay up to date with the show when you're on the go. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, and I got Chase Thornton in the building, baby. How are we doing tonight? Getting
1: by I'll be doing a little bit better, you know, once this stays over and I can forget about the Packer game. But uh, you know, <laughs> hey, fantasy's going all right still for me. So
0: this is why we hey, play man. fantasy. So we even want our teams, as you can see. I'm wearing my 49 ers stuff on the YouTube. You know, Chase's got his Packer stuff. Even when they lose, we still sport our teams. It's a little rough. A lot of headlines to get into, though. Some rough headlines, injury-wise, that we're gonna have to talk about throughout today's show, unfortunately. But there were, of course some good things too. So l- hopefully, you know, with the whole Kirk Cousins situation, we're going to get into that and what that what we think that might mean for the Minnesota Vikings moving forward. Uh but just it's gotten ugly for quarterbacks. I think that's the big headline right now the 2023 NFL season. The quarterbacks have been brutal as far as their injuries are concerned. I mean, we're down to the fact that I, I we're at I mean, what 15 quarterbacks maybe that you can even trust anymore. They're actually starting caliber like it's almost half the league at this point. So oof. It's 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 a little brutal, but let's, let's just go through it, get through it. Let's talk about our heroes and zeros and our observational notes and get you guys set up heading into next week. Heroes and zeros. Zero, heroes. First up, of course, we have the Thursday night game and we go into our zeros right off the bat. Now, I had two one because he was bad, and then the other one because I was wrong. The first one, James Cook. Not very good. Now, there's some things about James Cook on Thursday night that you could make a silver lining out of. He did get more carries. Looked like he pulled away from Latavius Murray a little bit as far as snap count goes. But for fantasy football purposes, it wasn't a great day. 14 carries, 67 yards. The kicker was only one target, one catch for four yards in that game. That was the real problem. The other zero I have for this game was gabe davis and this is because i was wrong raise your hand if you had gabe davis on the bench because i know (laughs) i ranked it to be on the bench at wide receiver 46 uh 12 targets nine catches 87 yards and a touchdown what makes this worse when it comes to gabe davis that we know next week he's just as likely to go five targets for one catch and five yards and it's just a gabe davis ride so it's it's one of those things man uh what, what do you got for zeros in this game
1: well, yeah, Cook Cook was a zero, even though he ended up still being on the cusp of playable, just because of how ridiculously low scoring a lot of a lot of the you know positional players were there. But uh, yeah, I mean, the thing about Davis. That might give you hope. I mean, they threw the ball 40 sometimes, which is part of the reason it's so uh, confusing and and, and maddening about James cook. They threw the ball 42 times and he only got one target, but Gabe Davis on the other hand with 12 targets, nine receptions. Part of the thing with Davis is that it wasn't just run the nine and we'll throw it to you as far as we can kind of thing. They were actually throwing him actual wide receiver routes and shorter routes. And he was, he was crazy effective. It, it, it just it makes you wonder why don't you guys try to do that more often with him He's obviously a talented receiver. There's no reason why you just have to tell him to go out there and run a 60 yard dash and try and run underneath it every single time you throw it to him. Yeah, you could still try that within three times a game, but if you want to give him 12 targets a game and the other eight nine shots at him are all true running or wide receiver routes, I think we would all take that. Um, but yeah, James Cook, uh, you know, obviously I had him as a running back too, I think a lot of people did. I wasn't real far off of, of the consensus on him and coming in just, you know, just inside of playable flexible range there hurts because I have him as a running back too actually in a couple different
0: leagues. Yeah, 100% had him as top 20 as well. All right. But let's switch it to our heroes for this one pump it up baby josh allen look like josh allen 324 yards two touchdowns did have the pick but 41 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown it's funny you me chris adam we all talked about the day before how they need to get josh allen unleashed and going again for this offense and that's exactly what happens yep
1: Nope. he looked at, he actually looked like the Josh Allen that we all were hoping for when we drafted him. The Josh Allen, we've all come to know and love. I mean, if he's going to unleash it 40-some times a game and then also run it that effectively and actually you know, have designed runs as well and not just have to scramble, but I mean, if he's going to do that every week, yeah, I, I will I will take that all day long and twice on Sunday if they could play to him, so...
0: Yeah, it opens up everything else, too. My other hero for this game was Dalton Kincaid. Seven targets, five catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. I was ahead of ECR on him, had him in my side, my top 10, and boy, was I happy about that. Dawson Knox out of the way, Dalton Kincaid getting the feast. No, we
1: uh, we had a couple of fun uh, fun additions to the tight end uh, room this, this week, so Dalton Kincaid was definitely one of them. Um, you know, it, you could call it a win, you could call it a loss, whatever though. But the uh the uh Tampa Bay receivers there, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin actually had them probably about reversed. I had Evans as a low end wide wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. Godwin comes in at a mid wide receiver two there, had 17.8 points. Actually looked pretty good. Evans, you know, salvages his day again, but uh yeah, I mean they continue to be playable and continue to be guys that you can you can rely on in your lineup, but, you know, they're n- maybe not flashing exciting every single week, but they are, they, they are somehow, even though they're catching passes from Baker Mayfield, your favorite guy, Uh, they continue to be relevant fantasy wise. Boy, was Baker Mayfield day. quarterback 10 at the moment, by the way.
0: Yeah. I, I was going to say, boy, was his day saved by those penalties <laughs> at the end of that game. Cause that drive should have ended about five different times. And he would have ended with like a buck five. Like he had nothing until that garbage time, time is not garbage. The garbage time is not garbage in fantasy football. That is 100% true. So let's talk about some of our observational notes. I I actually didn't write it down here in the outline, but one note has to be that the changes with Buffalo, not just with Josh Allen running around, but because Dawson Knox is out and their backup tight end was out, uh, they went more eleven personnel. As a result of that, Gabe Davis got utilized a little bit differently. So you have to ask yourself the question: If they do go eleven personnel more often, if Gabe Davis is allowed to not just have to be on the perimeter twenty four seven and run go routes and actually be utilized like a you know an actual complementary wide receiver to Stephon Diggs, maybe some of this usage could be sustainable in some direction. We'll have to see. We, we've we've gotten excited about Gabe Davis before, and they wound up not sticking with it. But that, along with Don Kincaid and 11 personnel, it just makes it feel like this thing could keep rolling in this direction if that's, in fact, the philosophy switch they're going to have to make with no Dawson Knox, at least for the next few more weeks anyway. So that was one note I had there. The other one I had was trade Rashad White. I mean, this dude is like... He got by. He got you by because he got the 70 yards through the air. But he looks like a terrible, terrible, terrible running back who maybe will be RB2 when it's all said and done just because of the volume he is getting. But after that performance, if you can trade him for anybody who looks more sustainable because they're actually a good running back, like like James Cook, for instance, didn't have a great week. I would rather have James Cook than Rashad White. That is a move I think I, in fact, would make something along the those lines what were your notes of this game well you
1: and and for with rashad white i mean we we talked about it before but but the the bills are not the same defense against the run right now thanks to their linebacking core and the the losses they've suffered there but you know white actually had his most efficient running game of the year even though he only ran it nine times he averaged over four yards of carry nobody averages four yards of carry in tampa bay that's unheard of there they're terrible they average like two point something yards a carry and so has rashad white all season and he what? got seven targets seven catches there yeah if you could sell somebody on that hey he looked he looked better on uh, you know running the ball and he yeah, caught seven balls definitely try and sell somebody on that you know thing because you may not necessarily get you're not you're not going to get seven for seven out you know every week out of him and even if you do he's not going for 70 yards with it all the time um no. But you know, as far as the the wide receiver situation on the other side of the field goals, I mean, you want to talk about you know if 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 they want to just put a guy out there, run him deep four times a game and toss it up over the top, why don't they try that with Sh- uh, Khalil Shakir, who actually looked pretty damn good too Thursday night? Six targets, six catches, ninety-two yards. He's the, he averaged fifteen over fifteen yards a target and catch. Um he he's perfectly capable of taking that role. If you want to actually use Gabe Davis as a you know, wide receiver and not just a, you know, glorified, you know, sprint off guy. Um, there's, there's no reason that they, they couldn't use Shakir more in that sense or, or switch up, you know, okay. and never let them know who's going to be going deep and who's actually going to be running the underneath type routes and the out routes and that kind of thing. I mean, again, some of this is a factor of the, you know, the, the idea that they threw the ball over 40 times, but you had three, wide receivers on that team that were all playable starting wide receiver options, all in the top 24 at their position right now. I mean, why you wouldn't try to replicate that kind of production every single week instead of just the same old, same old that they were doing is beyond me. I I hope we see more of that.
0: Agreed. I think this is the offense is best suited to do it. The question, of course, will be that when Dawson Knox comes back, do they stick with this philosophical change? That, that I think that'll be the question. We got, a, we got a month to figure that apart out. And just wanted to add one more thing to Rashad White. Chase Edmonds, even though I'm not a big fan, he is back. He took over the number two role, and it just goes to my point of if Rashad White continues to be terrible on the ground, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Chase Edmonds start to cut into some of that, which is another reason why I'm trying to get out you Know before proactively before maybe Chase Ammon starts to cut in a little bit more. Who, by the way, also has a good pass catching skill set, so it could be like a committee situation, yeah. If Rashad Way doesn't get going on the ground, so and I, they're, it,
1: they're not going anywhere. I mean, this little losing streak they're, they're on kind of no. you know tanked them a little bit in the south where they had been competitive for
0: the first you know, the whole half, terrible, so it doesn't matter, yeah.
1: But <laughs> I mean, for the first month or so, they had looked like they could be competitive there. They've kind of, I think, answered those questions, but yeah. Why not see what else you have back? I mean, we know that Chase Evans and Keyshawn Vaughn. We kind of know what they are, but you've still got Sean Tucker, who could, you know, when if and when he's healthy, you know, put him in there. See what you have. You kind of know what you got in Rashad White too. I don't know. You're not going to be competitive, so why not try some things out? But yeah, as far as fantasy goes, yeah, you don't want any part of that backfield. It's the same as last year. They're just they're not a good run blocking unit. And it doesn't matter who they stick back there. You're not going to see 4.3 yards of carry like you got out of Rashad White, especially if they run the ball more than nine times with him.
0: Exactly. exactly. All right, so let's go to our next game. We got the Rams and the Dallas Cowboys. For the second week in a row, to- uh, Cooper Cup is on my zero list. 10 targets, four catches, 21 yards, no touchdowns. And, you know, we're going to talk about Stafford in a second. That's part of this thing, but... When you get Cooper back and the way he looked the first couple of weeks, this is not what you're coming to expect from a guy who's supposed to be a top three receiver any given week. So two weeks in a row with that. The volume's still there. Ultimately, he's too talented. Ultimately, he'll be fine. I think no matter who the quarterback is, he'll be the number one read. But yeah, tough go. And Tony Pollard on the flip side of this. 12 carries, 53 yards, a target, a catch, two yards. He's just been very okay this entire season. Hasn't been special. Hasn't been the RB1 we thought he would be. Chris had an excellent point on Wednesday night. Why we keep ranking Tony Pollard inside the top five? He's not a top five running back.
1: He Hasn't shown it yet.
0: 100% true. So those are my zeros. What are your zeros in this game?
1: Uh, you can add Cooper Cup's running mate Nakula on that list as well. I had him ranked as, as a high wide receiver, too, because that's where he's been all year as a wide receiver one, wide receiver two. He gets he gets you all of 7.3 points. A little bit more than Cooper Cup got you today, but still not fifty and wide receivers for the week. Uh Tutu Atwell didn't do I mean Ben Skaronic got the damn touchdown for them today. So yeah, have fun with that everybody. They're they're, Help, no fourth, they're yeah <laughs> their <laughs> fourth <laughs> wide receiver I mean, realistically, there's a sixth or seventh option on that on that team. He's the guy who, who scores for you. Um, and also, I mean, hey, I had Michael Gallup as a. The, I mean, honestly, I wasn't expecting a ton from him, but I thought he'd have a, he'd had a shot at a decent game. He looked a little better lately. Uh, way outside the top fifty uh, wide receivers as well. Only got you four points. Uh, granted, it's a trade off when C.D. Lamb is going to go off like he did, but we'll talk about him in a second. Go for it.
0: Yeah, uh, and one thing I will just add real quick about Gallup, he, he actually lost his playing time to Jalen Tolbert today, so yeah. that might be something we have to keep an eye on. All right, let's talk about our heroes. CD Lamb, oh, man, 14 targets, 12 catches, 158 yards, two touchdowns. I feel like I want to say welcome to 2023, CD Lamb, because these are the type of performances – we've been waiting for him to have, and he was finally able to have him in this one. That's my only hero for this game. Would you get to hear chase?
1: Yeah. I don't know that I want to call him a hero, but Daryl Henderson jr. Again, second week in a row, straight off the couch, uh, you know, as, as it were, as become the new, uh, the new saying for these kind of guys only got you 11 and a half points, but right now that's good for a mid running back two this week. Um, you know, I mean, Hey, I, as a guy that I had as a fringe flex play, uh, you know, and hey, I mean, Royce Freeman actually he, it wasn't like he seated. I mean, he, it wasn't like he took control of the entire backfield. Royce Freeman had himself, you know, He's just a, a decent back. enough day as well. Yeah. I mean, they're both just another guy at running back, but this. Against all odds, this Los Angeles Rams backfield is actually a usable backfield, regardless of whether Williams is back there or not. They're both guys to keep on the radar between the two. I'd rather have Henderson, which seems weird that he wasn't worth a roster spot on an actual NFL team two weeks ago. And now we're talking about him being usable as a as a running back two or flex option in fantasy. But uh, I mean, hey, good for that, dude.
0: Yeah, it just the Rams run a lot in the red zone, and that's what it boils down to. So somebody's going to get the touchdown. Now, which yep. one, who's it going to be? I think that's the tough part to determine right now. Royce Freeman, again, for the second week in a row, was the more efficient back. So I'd be curious to see if Henderson continues to play ahead of him. That's something to watch here. We got a question coming in from QF Stops. Are you scooping up Will Levis this week? We are going to talk about Levis later, but uh, n- no. I- I'm still not a big proponent of what I saw with him coming out of the draft it was impressive today, of course, with the four touchdowns. If you know, I, I don't want to give too many spoilers away because we are going to talk about that game. I'm not looking to scoop up Will Levis yet, unless you're in a super flex league as a QB two play, uh, but definitely something to keep our eye on Turpin over Gallup is actually Tolbert who's going to be yeah. taking anything for Gallup. If anything, there. QF stops, uh, if you want, unless you just want to manifest Turpin there, I can understand.
1: <laughs> he's a fun, exciting young player. He's just not getting enough offensive run. He's, he's a, he's a special teams darling.
0: That's yeah. about, are, yeah. are, you, are you trying to scoop up Will Levis Chase? You still need to see more. What do you got?
1: I don't know that I'm scooping him up unless I'm in some kind of desperate position. I mean, if I, if you drafted Rogers as your starter and then you picked up, Kirk Cousins, then again, whom we'll talk about here in a minute. But you know, if you're desperate, I do think, I do think that if if I'm, you know, Ma- Mike Vrabel, I think I'm giving Levis a shot here for the rest of the season. They're 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 not they're out of it. Tannehill does not look great. No. uh looks old. You've already seen what you have in Malik Willis. And instead of having to hide their rookie quarterback passing the ball today, they were able to unleash their rookie cu- quarterback passing the ball today they actually were able to use that high and free agent wide receiver that they picked up their tight end actually caught a few passes today it was it was like they actually had a pass game for once yeah. um for crying out loud I think Henry even caught four balls I mean it was it was like an actual passing offense today instead of you know what they had been whenever Malik Willis was playing and instead of a one to three interception to or touchdown to interception ratio um If that continues, if it is Will Levis's job for the rest of the season, then he might be usable. If you are a quarterback streamer, he would definitely be usable in a a super flex, you know, format or two quarterback format there. Because, I mean, what the hell else do you got to lose?
0: Yeah, I'll just end it with this. I will have him probably inside my top 18 quarterbacks next week, which will put him in the streaming Narrative, I guess you yeah. could say. I don't know if I would do it, but it would put him in the streaming narrative. Getting back to the Dallas uh, Rams game here, obviously our big note we have to talk about is Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Thumb issue. Now, we don't have a ton of details yet. It is on his throwing hand. I don't know if it's a dislocation the way it was for Justin Fields yet. Again, we'll get more info as the week goes on, and we'll talk to Brian Scott on Thursday to get his opinion on the entire matter when he's able to get more information too. But if Stafford has to miss time because of this, it, it don't look too good for the Rams as far as their backup quarterback no. option. You know? So, wait, are you still going to play Puka? Are you still going to play Cooper Cup? Yes, you are. Are you going to have to, you know, temper your expectations? Yes, you are. That's kind of the that's the big that's the big problem here. Uh, QF stops coming back in. He said, "I had Stafford as a backup behind Lamar in a super flex league." So, yeah, if you're yeah, in that
1: situation, team, yeah,
0: yes, that is the situation <laughs> we're talking about. Where yeah. I am okay picking up. Will Levis here. Uh, all right, so let's go into our next game, the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. Vikings, of course, winning this game. Our zero for the game, or my zero for the game at least, was Alexander Madison. Now he came back. There were some questions after Monday night. You know, is Cam Akers taking over? That wasn't the case. Madison still played well ahead of Cam Akers again today. We're still looking for clarification on this backfield moving forward because Madison wasn't good. 16 carries, 31 yards, a target, a catch for two yards. I mean, the Alexander Madison's somebody you drafted to beat your RB2. And not only does he continue to be inefficient, not only does he continue not to find the end zone, but now Cam Akers is knocking on that door. And I have to think at some point they're gonna make that switch, or at least this will be a full-blown two-man committee sooner rather than later my other zero of this game was aaron jones seven carries 29 yards five targets four catches 17 yards and he's played a little bit more i know he's still trying to get back but at this point he should have been healthy enough to be aaron jones and they are full-blown rotating their two guys like jones is not 100 healthy so those are my zeros in this game what you have
1: yeah, I've got Jones for one, even though he was still, a, like I said, he was still a flexible option based on points scored this week. Uh, Partner A.J. Dillon, his partner, I, I guess we could call it, was even better in terms of scoring-wise, but I just I don't understand. Either Either Jones is healthy enough to be out there, and if he's healthy enough to be out there, he's healthy enough to beat Aaron Frickin' Jones, your best overall most dynamic offensive player, or he's not. If he's healthy enough to be out there, why the hell is A.J. Dillon out there in high-leverage situations constantly when Jones gets you down there or you get down in, in the in the money zone, the green zone, like they like to call it, in, uh, in the coaching park? continue to just do nothing and go nowhere with A.J. Dillon, stuff him up the middle on poorly designed run plays. My other note on this, my other zero here is the freaking offensive system that Green Bay (laughs) runs out there. Whenever they get in the the red zone. I don't know if you saw my comment on Twitter, but the, the Green Bay red zone pass game is solely predicated around throwing the ball to the outside and, and fishing for pass interference calls in the end zone so that you can then turn around and hand it to A.J. Dillon three times for zero yards. They do not scheme to get guys open in the actual end zone. All they do is throw to the outside and hope, and it's always the same. Incomplete pass, and the receiver gets up and goes like this and begs for a freaking flag. Try to do something as an offensive guru, Matt LaFleur, and 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 scheme guys open rather than just throwing it to the outside and hoping that the defense screws up once in a while. So that's my other zero for this
0: freaking game. Yeah, don't Sorry. worry. Uh, flex Lord Chino is with you, buddy. Green base. Is- <laughs> I hate being a fan. So I got Chase got a little got a little support there for himself. Uh yeah, it's pretty rough. But let's switch over to our heroes. Let's pump it up. Let's pump it up here. TJ Hawkinson, nine targets, six catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown today. And I just want to give him a shout-out. We don't talk about guys like TJ Hawkinson enough because he's pretty consistent. Just as that target guy, he's always finished as a top-five tight end. But a year in which tight ends are brutal outside the top five, to get this guy to continue to give performances like this is what you need. My other hero for this game, I forgot to put him on this list, but it is Jordan Addison. Yes second week in a row, gets into the end zone, seven catches, 89 yards in his own rights. And uh yeah, you got to love it if you had Jordan Addison, ranked him as a top 20 wide receiver this week too. What were your heroes of
1: this game? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna have Addison in there, but you can add his running mate KJ Osborne, who had a pretty decent game as well. Seemed like he was always open whenever they wanted him to be. Addison had to actually make some plays on the ball a couple of times, but it seemed like Osborne just whenever they wanted him, he was he had nobody within five or seven yards circle of him, so he could catch it and turn around and go if we wanted to. So he's actually you know yeah he ended up getting getting you seventeen point nine points on the day as well, and he's a top twenty play right now today this week he was a top twenty play at. Uh, yeah, wide just, receiver as well. I so, can't
0: imagine too many people played him.
1: I, I either, but I mean, hey, the guy had a hell of. I'll <laughs> shout him out here.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because it may be the
1: last opportunity we get to, unfortunately, as we move to our notes here.
0: Yeah, we move into our notes part of uh, this game. And yeah, Kirk Cousins, Achilles injury. The MRI is tomorrow, but it seems like everyone is pretty much expecting that it is an Achilles tear. We're halfway through the year now. So now we're going to have to see what degree is it because this could wind up affecting him next season. And of course, we know cousins is on a contract year and everything. So this thing's going to get real complicated for Minnesota real fast into this off season. Jaron Hall came in for him, the rookie at a BYU, a guy that I, I did like. I talked about him during the draft process. When we have our shows in the off season, our draft special and everything, there's the things about his game that I like. He is limited as a intangible processor. Uh, however, so you're going to have to really make this offense pretty simple. It's going to be very much one read. He is mobile, so he'll scramble So maybe get some RPO action. But this is something that's going to be interesting to watch. But this offense has flowed through Kirk Cousins. It's flowed through the passing game. They were right up there with the Kansas City Chiefs as far as Passover expected this, uh, this, this year to this point. That's not going to continue now that Kirk Cousins is out. So that means guys like TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, who we just hyped up, they're going to have to come down a little bit. I mean, Hockenson will still be a play every single week as a tight end. He's still a big part of this offense and you know, tight ends are brutal as it is, but Jordan Addison, a guy that I was more aggressively ranking as a top 20 wide receiver. He might have to become a wide receiver three now, at least until we see how this offense goes. I think you just have to have temper your expectations that it's not going to be the same or as prolific as it was with Kirk cousins. The only thing that could maybe be a silver line. I'm not even sure if it is, is that they're going to have to lean on the running game a little bit more. They're going to have to switch this offense into scheming the running game. And that's going to be the question. If you have Alexander Madison, maybe that's your silver lining. Or maybe they take it as, we got to go with the better runner. So maybe it's just Cam Akers that much more faster. Finally, have please. these guys on your rosters. Um, but that, that's my big note for them. My other one for the Green Bay Packers is, you talked about LaFleur. That's definitely part of the problem. The other part of the problem is, let's face it, Jordan Love, he's just he's just not the guy. Those Those are my notes here.
1: Yeah, I mean I I don't wanna have to add to that. I don't I don't wanna have to talk about it. So you know, I'm not gonna disagree <laughs> with you.
0: That's fine. We got a couple <laughs> of questions. Here. Josh, uh would you trade James Connor and Russ for Lamar? uh yes i would do that in a heartbeat james connor you know he's going to be off the ir soon but i and he's still a very good running back top 20 type of guy i don't want to take anything away from him, but he's a guy who does have trouble staying healthy and if you can go ahead and get lamar and buy low on him after a bad performance here today this is the time to do so because lamar jackson has been a top four or three quarterback almost every other week so far this season uh des the cpa should i trade addison for burrow i have fields i'm gonna give this one to you chase
1: uh well based on what we just kind of said there uh, not and not knowing the rest of your roster i have a hard i have a hard time may i still have a hard time making that trade because if fields comes back we know that fields can be a top 10 quarterback you're basically trading uh you know a, a running a wide receiver that we think is still has the possibility to be a wide receiver too and maybe they're number one guy for the rest of the season. If they don't bring Justin Jefferson back, you're basically trading him away to try and bring in another mid quarterback one. When you already have a mid quarterback one on your roster and in, in Justin fields, who has the ability to run for more. I don't, I don't know without seeing the rest of your roster. I still don't know that I'm making that trade. I, I think I might stand pat.
0: Yeah. I mean, Justin Fields is supposed to be back at some point, but, yeah. uh, but I also I want to say this, though, as the CPA, every time I talk to Brian, every time I talk to a medical expert, they have their doubts about Justin Fields being able to come back, or if he does, being able to be effective throwing the football. Like A lot of people think that he should have gotten the surgery in and, and the medical community. So from that standpoint, maybe you get Joe Burrow and you get out in front of it in case Justin Fields isn't able to return or quickly has to make an exit because he reaggravates the injury. Right. So I'm not against it from that standpoint. Uh, Josh comes back in. Do you value James Conner or Aaron? I'm assuming that's Aaron Jones. Higher. Uh, I still lean towards Aaron Jones. He was out there. He's been practicing in full. I expect him to be 100% at some point, maybe as soon as next week. We know the talent that Jones is. Connor, when he's in there, he gets all the work. There's he's no. Been question he's been Not- great even without Kyler
1: Murray. He's been. He's, he, was he was great.
0: Even good even without Kyler Murray. There's 100. I think it's very, 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 very close between those two. Uh, but Aaron Jones can give you more RB one type production because he is still explosive. He is still explosive. He, we still saw what he was week one when he's actually healthy. So I would lean slightly towards Jones, but that is close. Uh, Chase, where would you go here?
1: It, no, it is close, and I agree with you slightly, but it, it is very slightly. I, the thing I've always said that I like about James Conner is if healthy. He doesn't have to. He's a three down back. He doesn't have to come off the field in passing situations. He doesn't have to come off the field and, and for an early down banger type guy. He really can do it all. Uh, and, you know, he's about to get his quarterback back. It, by all accounts, it looks like he's going to get Kyler Murray back unless they pull a fast one here it on us by Tuesday.
0: Week. I mean, John the did come out today. No, and it Saturday won't you know, be. Yeah.
1: But it does look like he's coming back at some point. And, and for that matter, James Conner is still on the list too. So, I mean, we don't, yeah. you don't have him yet either, but um, yeah, I still, I agree with you. I still, and I don't think I'm being a homer when I say that I, I still put Jones just slightly ahead of Connor rest of season, even if both were
0: hundred percent healthy right now. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. So let's talk about this Atlanta Falcon, Tennessee Titan game. We'll start with the zeros first and uh, Janus Smith, somebody we've been playing lately as a top 12 tight end. You probably have been streaming him. It's been pretty good to do so. It was a revenge week for him and Arthur Smith to go up against the Tennessee Titans. And he gets one target for one catch and 13 yards. We'll talk about the quarterback situation for both of these teams in a minute. But yeah, it was brutal if you tried to stream Janu Smith this week. What zeros do you have in this game?
1: Uh, his his buddy at tight end, Kyle Pitts, who I had as a top 10 play uh, and finished as finished as tight end 20. And I, I mean, he got just six and a half points, which... I don't know. I hate tight end as much as anybody else does in terms of trying to, you know, prognosticate it and, and and read the tea leaves. But we keep talking about, oh, if you can get six and a half, you can get seven points. If you can get one catch for a touchdown out of your tight end, you'll take that. Look at the, t- the top 10 guys. The, t- the top 10, 12 guys are all averaging 10 some, 12 some points a game. Six points out of your tight end is not like a victory for the week unless you're streaming and in, 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 in dire, dire straits, you know, sixteen by week or something like that. So Kyle Pitts finishing with six and a half finishes yeah. as the tight end twenty on the day. So Kyle Pitts is my zero for the end.
0: I tend to agree with that. Uh, Josh asking where we think his weak spots are on his team. I'm not going to read off his entire roster. Josh, I would just say to do, you, you have Logan Thomas, the tight end position. Good game today. Uh, that would be my only weak spot on your team. Very good. Burrow and CMC and Kamara and Amon. Try office. to find
1: somebody a little more a little more consistent. Yeah, there. That, I, I that know would, it's tight end, but there if are If you can do tight end,
0: that tight end, that would be what I would try to target. All right, so let's go from our zeros. To our heroes, and the hero of the day for me, DeAndre Hopkins, six targets, four catches, 128 yards, and three touchdowns. Just like Gabe Davis, raise your hand if you had DeAndre Hopkins on the bench here, people. <laughs> we would let this starting. I don't know how many of you guys actually started him, but if you did, he finally had a DeAndre Hopkins type of game for you today. Who's your hero in this game, Chase?
1: Uh, again, I, am reluctant to say it's a hero, but Bijan, I had him as number. I had him at running back 14. He run, he's running back 15 right now, but finally found the, the end zone on the ground. Uh, so he did exactly what I thought he would do in terms of scoring, but he actually did it on the ground today. So I'll give him one. Uh, and then the other one I'll throw out there is Derek Henry, who just continues to come out and be unexciting, but, uh, you know, in that offense, but even on a day when they threw the ball all over the yard, ended up as a, as a top 10 play as a start as a, an RB one. So. Good
0: work, King Henry. Yeah, good work, King Henry. And that kind of leads into my note here for this game too uh, because in my note, I literally say, I have to eat my words on Will Levis, at (laughs) least for this week. I, again, was not a big Will Levis fan during the, the, the draft process and scouting him. Didn't like what I saw as far as a processor goes. I did see some of those issues today, but what this offense did change was that they were able to get the running game going with Henry, got him going. And this time because they haven't been able to take advantage of it with Ryan Tannehill all year, they actually got the play-action bomb game going. The big throws down the field were there. They connected with, again, Hopkins, three touchdowns in this one. Uh, So if they're able to get a play-action going, to compliment King Henry running, this is how the offense gets at its best. If Will Levis is actually good enough to execute said offense, and he looked like it today, Atlanta Falcons' defense has been pretty stingy so far this year. we got to give him a lot of credit here. Uh, then this could be a sign that maybe Tennessee goes from we thought just you know, waving the white flag to maybe they almost write the ship. Again, don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I know what I saw out of Will Levis coming out of Kentucky. Um, but again, this is something we haven't seen at Tennessee all year. So there is reason at least for hope. So I will eat my words on Will Levis at least for a week. And you get a little more excited when you're looking at the Tennessee Titans prospects. On the Falcon side, my note is Desmond Ritter, they said it was a possible concussion. Uh, they said they were
1: evaluating him for it, yeah.
0: Yeah, Arthur Smith said he didn't bench him because of a poor performance. He benched him to protect him in case it was a concussion. He was playing terrible again anyway. He was turning over the ball just like he has been. He's been a complete turnover machine all year long. Now, Taylor Heineke came in and did not play very well, but. It's also a tough spot in that situation on the road against Tennessee. Wasn't game plan for wasn't practicing the whole week. So it was a tough spot to go in there. We know what Taylor Heineke is. He's not a very good quarterback, but he can get the job done. If he can be the guy. I don't know though, based on Arthur Smith's comments after this game, that we in fact have a quarterback debate heading into next week. It kind of, it kind of made me feel like based on his comments, we might see Devison Ritter again but they can't keep going back to him he's going to keep turning over the ball the way that he is so i don't know what what notes did you have for this game i just
1: deandre hopkins actually looked a little bit like deandre hopkins today looked like he was actually enjoying playing football again and was actually was out there running around and 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 being a superstar today and he we have not been able to see that from him yet since he arrived there in in tennessee so it was nice to see if nothing else, if this is Will Levis's job and if he can continue to do that for us, I don't care how many wins they get. I don't care if Nick Wexbrook Akina continues to catch touchdowns. I don't necessarily even care if Chigo will ca- continues to catch passes. If DeAndre Hopkins can just be, you know, a, a starting wide receiver again in fantasy football and and then play up to up to his level he's not going to get this every week but nobody does if he can at least play up to his level every week because will levis is in there chucking the f- rock around i'd i'd be happy with that i'd i'd, I'd...
0: yeah if you can get the get the play action game going for this offense yes you 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 will be okay. Uh my other other note here gonna make sure we add it in. Uh Drake London groin injury knocked out in the third quarter didn't come back into the game. So that's one we're going to have to watch uh moving forward. Let's go to our next game. We got the Saints and the Colts. So my zero for this game because it was a bad call by me was Taysom Hill I, look, ECR had him ranked as a top 12 tight end, and I kept saying all week, you guys are crazy. Jawan Johnson's back. Taysom Hill's been getting value because he's actually been targeted like a tight end. My process was correct. Taysom Hill did, he had one target in this game. He was not getting those routes. But it didn't matter because Taysom Hill did Taysom Hill things, and he resonated in for two touchdowns and 63 yards on the ground because they went full Taysom Hill package whenever the opportunity presented itself. So look, rank and play Taysom Hill at your own peril because we know how this roller coaster goes, especially now with Juwan Johnson back. But. I do have to take the L for it this week. So I had to be my zero for today. What was yours?
1: Well, I mean, playing as a tight end, uh, we said last week, if he's still eligible at quarterback in your league, he was tight end three on the day. He would have been quarterback eight on the day again without, you know, without really honestly playing quarterback at all either this week. So, I mean, just he continues to be a, an enigma wrapped in a, you know, whatever. And just you can't. You can't pin him down. There's there's there should be no position next to his name on his football card either. But uh, yeah, I had him as I had him as as a playable tight end this week. So uh, you know I'm not I'm not going to take credit for him being tight end three. On the day, but I did have him as playable this week. So he I'm should just have
0: flex that. next to his name. That's it. <laughs> just, just right? Flex. Right. Right. Um let's switch this. So let's switch this up, go to my heroes, and that is Alvin Kamara. Just getting it done every single week, baby. 17 carries, 59 yards, a rushing touchdown, tax on five targets for four catches, 51 yards, and a receiving touchdown on top of it. Makes up for the idea that oh, finally one game, Alvin Kamara didn't have double-digit targets for a change, but yeah, Alvin Kamara, man, if you got him, you drafted him late, you have probably one of the biggest steals of the draft this year right now in Alvin Kamara.
1: Oh, big time, big time. I mean, if you were able to survive without him for that long, I mean, he has been nothing short of phenomenal. He's been exactly what what, what we had seen from him in the past when he was a top-level running back there. He's he's catching the ball on historic pass catching. He's He's been on a historic pass catching run since he came back. I mean, just just phenomenal. So, yeah, I, kudos to you if you were the guy that, that pulled the trigger on him in your draft because, yeah, you, you got a gem there.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, we go to the nodes part of this, and I really only have one. Uh, Moss will not go away. I mean, we've been right about the snap count for Taylor. He got a little bit. Then he got a little bit more Then he was even with Zach Moss and he did outplay Zach Moss, 43 to 28 as far as the snap count goes. Uh, but Zach Moss is still the one getting the touchdown. Zach Moss still getting a good amount of work. He just, he will not disappear. I don't know what's happened to Zach Moss, but all of a sudden he's a good football player and it's driving me crazy because I want to rate Jonathan Taylor as a top five running back, but I can't if Zach Moss is still going to be in the mix to this degree, uh, which especially,
1: especially if Moss is going to out touch him in the red zone, four to one.
0: That's the key there too.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the big thing. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, one of the best weapons in football, you know, because we know he can catch it. We know he can run it. We know he can bust it at any given moment. Zach Moss has not been that guy to this point in his career he filled in admirably and we all said, so, Hey, good on you, buddy. You know, now Taylor's back. Let's, let's giddy up, go. And I agree with you. I don't think he's going away. I don't think they want him to go away. And I think it's their way of keeping Taylor fresh, fresh for what I'm not sure. Cause I don't think they're going anywhere, but I think it's their way of keeping Taylor fresh. I don't think we see Taylor. I don't think we see any headlines, big headlines on Taylor before Tuesday. They've, they've kind of said as much, but you can never really trust what Jim Mercer saying, but uh, yeah, I think this is, I think this is a two-man job with Taylor being a 1A and Zach Moss being much more like a 1C, but he is still going to continue to be there all, all C, I think, for the rest of the season. I think that's the way they want to run this to keep Taylor fresh.
0: Yeah, I mean, look again. You're talking about Shane Steichen. He comes from a long line of using two running backs. And he's still yeah. using two running backs very, very effectively, by the way. But yeah, look still- at Miles
1: Sanders. Look at what Miles Sanders in right. Philadelphia with Shane Steichen was doing. And we were always like, "What the?" Remember his first year play yeah.
0: caller was back with the Chargers. He was yes. using Eckler, and I think they were, they were sprinkling. That was the year they were sprinkling uh, Kelly. what was his first year, and he actually looked yeah. like he might be something. So uh, you know, it's, it's something he comes from. Uh, Randy Miller here trying to get some things off his jets. His jets, Yeah, he started as a flat. Flowers over Devonta. He says, "Yep, that was a bad call." <laughs> yep. But he's so Chase, help him out here. He's down seventeen. He's got Gibbs and Amon Raw in the Monday night game going up against Devontae Adams. Doesn't see the scoring format, but assuming it's half point or even full point PPR, I actually think he's okay because I think Gibbs might be in for a really big day.
1: You got a shot at it, yeah. I mean, you don't. Yeah. I, I'm. I wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Open a beer, sit back, and just kind. Of, you. You can't control it anyway at this point, dude. And the the whole flowers over Devonta thing. It happens, dude. We all do it. But yep. uh, yeah, you, only down seventy. It's not. It's not inconceivable that you get a wash from Gibbs or Amonra versus Adams, and then the other guy just has to score something. You don't need a crazy day out of both of those guys. You need one of them to cancel Adams out, and you need the other one to just do something. And we it looks like they, they can. Uh, they definitely. We know they can definitely do something as long as Amonra plays. I haven't necessarily seen an updated uh, an update on Amonra of Saint
0: Brown's. Situation He's illness. Have you- he's his illness. It, it's, I think I don't think there's any question. He's not going to play. He's just he's not feeling well. Yeah. And if you notice today, how many teams talked about players being ill? Like all of a sudden, everybody was like, "All right, if yeah. he has an illness, we're put him on the injury report." After the NFL investigating, I said it this uh,
1: morning with Michael Thomas going on. Yeah. It said he was added late Saturday night with an illness. I said, "Yeah, take some freaking notes there, Arthur Smith. That's what you do when a dude is sick late Saturday night. Put his ass on the report so we all know."
0: Yeah. Uh, Randy, yes. Illness could mean anything. And Randy, I have you at a 35% chance to win, uh, which is still a decent chance heading into Monday night football. So don't worry about that, man. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. You still got a shot. Uh, Okay. So let's go into our next matchup here with the Patriots and the dolphins. Talk about our zeros first and, uh, So Ramondre Stevenson for me. He had been on a little bit of a hot streak. Should have been a good matchup. Was a negative game script. So everything should be favored for Ramondre. And they went back to not targeting him enough. They only got him four targets in this game. Two catches, 11 yards. Only 10 carries for 39 Zeke continues to be a nuisance, but the real problem is that Mac Jones is still very inconsistent in keeping Ramondre Stevenson involved in the passing game, especially, like I said, in a negative game script, he should have been much more involved, so Stevenson, again, kind of duddy out, I will say, though, I do think better days are ahead, his schedule is very nice, second half of the season, so don't give up on him. But, uh, yeah, the this, this usage being all over the place is is killing you. What, what, what zero did have in this game, Chase?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have anything to add to that. I mean, everybody else, I mean... Raheem Mostert didn't have a great game, but he wasn't unplayable based on what everybody else did in the league. He was still a running back two for the day. Uh, so, I mean, and everybody else kind of was exactly where we thought they were going to be for the most part. So, yeah, I, he's about the only real the only real miss that anybody would have had and, and that you would have wanted to see a lot more out of. So, yeah, yeah that's that's my zero. For sure.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. All right. So let's switch it from our zeros and go to our heroes here. Jalen Waddle. I want to give him the shout-out, finally had one of those big games that we have been saying he was going to have at some point this season. 12 targets, 7 catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. And what you saw, the usage today, is what you want to see more of. Everything was consolidated around Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. That's what we expected to see, being that they don't really have a true third receiver. They don't really have a tight end. Uh, The running backs are minimally involved in the passing game most weeks. So we expect to see this more often in the beginning of the season. We haven't. Maybe now we start to see it. Maybe now Jalen Waddell is getting back to form and his leg issues. It was definitely nice to see here. I don't want to get too out over my skis with a touchdown because it was a blown coverage. There was nobody on him. But still, the 12 targets is what we're riding home because he hasn't gotten double-digit targets this season that's that was the big key for me there what was your hero well,
1: here and yeah and, and if waddle's going to continue to get 12 targets in a game at any given point you got to figure a touchdown a, a non-fluky touchdown is coming at some point too just he's too damn good not to so like i said and like i said everybody else pretty much gave us what we thought we were getting we 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 know Tyreek kills a top five wide receiver guess what he gave you a top five wide receiver play we know Tua Tagovailoa, a a top 10 quarterback this season he gave you a top 10 play today i mean i'm I'm not telling anybody anything that they didn't already know. So yeah, I mean, but those two guys in terms of a loser and a winner here, a zero and a hero, I don't want to necessarily call him a loser loser, but uh, yeah, those guys, those are the two guys that stood out in this game for sure. Jalen Waddle having a hell of a day.
0: Good for him. Yeah. 100%. So as far as the notes here, uh, DeMarco Douglas, Maybe make sure you pick him up because Kendrick Bourne got hurt today. Devontae Parker got hurt as well. Uh, oh, well. We, yeah, we know what he Sorry. is, but no, I, I totally agree with you. It is an oh, well situation, but if those guys are going to be out of the way and DeMarco Douglas has to play, there's some things yep. to like about DeMarco Douglas, especially in half point, full point PPR leagues. They need to get the ball over the middle of the field. That's where Mac Jones likes to go. The kid's shifty. The kid's fast. He can break it when he gets the ball in his hands. He's somebody who's definitely going to be on my waiver wire rankings list when I post that on social media on Tuesday morning at Billy up MDFF show and MDFF show everywhere else. Make sure to keep an eye out for it. But he is somebody I'm going to be looking for on my waiver wire if I've been looking for a wide receiver.
1: And he's been their second wide receiver all, all season. He's second in targets on the team. He led the team in targets today, Um, you know, with everything that happened with them. And he looks like he has an actual connection as much as you can with Mac Jones. Uh, and like you said, he is shifty now. Yeah. Devontae Parker getting injured. Listen, dude, I'm sure you're a good person. Your mother loves you and, and all that. And I don't, I don't wish an injury on anybody and okay, get better, get better, get better. You're still not making my top 60. I don't care how healthy you get, but uh, yeah, definitely Demario Douglas would be somebody to, uh, to look at as a, as a, you know, a stash for there, a sneaky, like, you know, back end of your roster. What do you got to lose picking him up? If he's, if he's got potential to be a team's number one, even, even the new England number one is, has been a usable piece. Kendrick Bourne's been a usable player this season.
0: Yeah. 100%. Uh, let's go to our next game. The battle of New York. Our zeros first. Battle. Oh, this game was dreadful. I can't, this game went to overtime. And I was like, this is just painful to watch. Um, I don't have any zeros. Did you have any zeros, Chase?
1: Uh, I mean, not really. Uh, You know, the the game was was scheduled. We had to watch it, and that's not anybody's fault. They had to do it. So
0: that was kind of my thing. I mean, Tyler
1: Conklin didn't score a single point, but you weren't expecting Tyler Conklin to go
0: off and do a whole hell of a lot anyway. That was kind of my thing. Like, As bad as this game was to watch, unless you were a Giants or a Jets fan, we're everybody exactly wanted what to do something with. for fantasy-wise actually did something. Yeah. Let's talk about one of those guys. Brees Hall Woo. didn't get much done on the ground. 12 carries, only 17 yards, but got it done through the air. Nine targets, six catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. And the reason why this is big is because we said the only thing holding back Brees Hall from being a bona fide top five running back rest of the season it was for him to get the passing down usage, and he got that today. So while it was a bad day on the ground, now all of a sudden, Brees Hall, he's a he's a bell cow. He's a bell cow now.
1: Yes, he got so all I'm the usage. Yeah, I mean, Carter and Cook didn't touch the ball to save their lives today. They, they each had a couple. They each had a pair of of rush attempts, but yeah, one target to, for Michael Carter on the day otherwise like it was the Brees hall show as it should be as it should have been as it and as it hopefully will be going forward here uh by the way i mean hey, as i mean as long as we're on it here dalvin cook uh is he still on this roster come tuesday night
0: yeah probably because who the hell is going to trade for dalvin cook that's
1: that's what i said but he's he wants the hell out of there i mean he he can out of there. There. i
0: don't know there's anybody out there awesome
1: well, you could get him to the street and pick up a another hot dog vendor for Christ's sake. And probably the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I don't know who's going to want Dalvin cook at this point. Get
1: get him out of the way. And let, I mean, give Israel a is healthy. I assume. Right. Yeah. I haven't seen anything to the the contrary on that. No, that kid get in there and get three carries a game and see what the hell he can give you.
0: Yeah. No, I I told Dalvin ask
1: cook. Who's not going to be with this team. Even if he's passing with the team past Tuesday, ain't going to be there come next August.
0: No, yeah. I totally agree with all that, too. Um, Some of my notes of this game here, Giants, they lose Tyrod Taylor, a rib issue, so we're going to have to see what that looks like moving forward. It was dreadful watching them offensively with DeVito coming in, and Daniel Jones still has not been cleared for contact. Like The the limited practices he's been logging, it's just him throwing off to the side. Like It's literally enough to have a limited practice, but he's not really practicing because he's still not cleared for contact. So until that happens, we're not going to see Daniel Jones back. Brian Scott would have me remind you guys, the same exact neck issue that he's dealing with cost him six games back in 2021 so we don't know if we're going to see daniel jones anytime soon and now the rib issue we know how ribs go Uh, it's all about pain tolerance most of the time tyrod you know is he going to be able to play next week we'll have to see it was brutal the one thing though saquon had 36 carries that's all they did that's all they could do carries he was the whole offense I don't know how long he can last in that kind of volume, but what it does tell you with Waller going out of the hamstring and Tyrod being out, that they'll just be like, "Look, we'll just give the ball as many times as we have to for Saquon because it's the only chance we have." Offenses. He was
1: he was their he was their quarterback where anything to happen to Danny DeVito, yeah. their back. There I mean, they're today, basically so. running
0: Wildcat anyways. They might as well just made yeah, him the quarterback right. of that game. Uh, it, but yeah, so if you have Saquon, you love the usage. I <laughs> Love the usage. That's all I if can. I, if I'm
1: Tyrod too tarad whatever your name is dude when you come back or you when you get back to the facility here at, at the metal lands or whatever the hell they want to call it now just make sure they don't give you a shot for pain in the ribs because we know <laughs> what the hell happened last time you got a shot anywhere in a torso uh oh, it was the God. Justin herbert show and it was like well tarad you know never played again like until daniel jones got hurt so
0: yeah yeah Yep.
1: just watch what you're doing there in the medical room dude
0: yeah um all right yeah so we can just move on to our next game (laughs) let's (laughs) go to garrett wilson you know whatever that's fine darren waller
1: got hurt too. look out for that i mean we knew it was coming but as at the same time damn it
0: because
1: again it's a usable
0: tight end all right, so let's go to our next game we got the Jacksonville jaguars taking on the pittsburgh steelers they win this game here and my zero for this game has to be christian kirk i've been aggressively ranking him as a top 20 wide receiver did not come through today well, should have been a good matchup for him five targets four catches 46 yards calvin Ridley had a better day that was part of this year trevor lawrence still only really so-so at the end of the day travis Etienne, who i'll talk about in a minute he had the big catch so christian kirk kind of got left out but we know what christian kirk is i still think he's usually going to be a top 20 receiver more times than not moving forward my other zero in this one was Najee harris eight carries 13 yards six targets five catches 42 yards we so salvaged it a little bit through the air but my guy you drafted Najee harris you just want to you just want to bang your head against the table watching this guy play football right now so those are my zeros or yours
1: Uh, yeah, Najee's still a top 20 running back on the week, unfortunately. Weirdly enough, but I I agree with you there. It was a complete zero day for him. My other zero, not necessarily entirely his fault, but George Pickens uh, falls outside the top 50 here, uh, and I have a now. <laughs> but he was. I had him. As, I had him as a wide receiver two play, a uh, low end wide receiver two play. I had him running back or wide receiver twenty five, but falls outside the top fifty. So not yep. necessarily his fault with what happened to pick uh, but still. Now you yep. did not get what you wanted out of him
0: in any way, shape, or form. Basically. No, not at all. Uh, let's go to our heroes though. That was Travis Etienne. Just. Man, he just finds a way to get it done for you. 24 carries, 79 yards on the ground, six targets, three catches, 70 yards, a touchdown through the air. He's been an elite top three running back all year long, he's just getting it done constantly. Shout out to him. Who's your hero?
1: Uh, Deontay Johnson came has has come back, and um, yeah, he, he you know he wasn't spectacular today, but he has stepped right back into the role that we all wanted him to step into. We said it last week, and now we've seen it two weeks in a row. 14 targets today, caught eight of them. Uh, if you're going to get 14 targets, I'll take eight catches on that. 85 yards. He's going to find the end zone, like I keep saying, he's, it's going to happen eventually. It's not going to he's not going to continually not you know, score like he did last season. Uh he's got to get in the end zone at some point here. Fourteen targets. Uh I I love that. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna give Deontay Johnson a, a hero pick. He'll be he'll be ranked inside as long as he's healthy, he'll be ranked inside my top twenty four here probably for wide receivers here from here on out, regardless of whether it's Mitch throwing on the ball or picking.
0: Pickett. Yeah. I, I mean, he even had a scare during the game where we thought he might be getting knocked out and still came back in and want to having at least good usage of nothing mm-hmm. else. And uh, I, I think with Mitchell Trubisky, if he is in fact going to be the quarterback moving forward, because Pickett picks up the injury here. Uh, you, I think you like it better because Trubisky is <laughs> going to lock on the Deontay. That's what he does. He locks on the possession wide receiver. He's not going to take bomb shots to George Pickens as much as Kenny Pickett would do. This goes back to last year. I mean, it was always Deontay Johnson number one. If Mr. Trubisky was out there, Pickens have his chance if Kenny Pickett was the quarterback. But if Trubisky was out there, he just loved him some Deontay. So we see Deontay, like you said, get the double-digit targets here. I think that could be coming even more so if it in fact, again, if it is going to be Mitchell Trubisky. So something we're going to have to watch here, another quarterback injury.
1: You're talking uh, about a guy with 450 targets in the last three seasons, for crying out loud. I mean, like yeah. like over 450 targets. So uh, as long as they're going to keep tossing his ass the ball, plug him in your damn lineup.
0: Yep, 100%. All right, let's go to the Eagles and the Washington Commanders here. The Eagles in a big comeback in our big shootout of the week. And uh, I shouldn't even hit the zero, but I don't have any zeros in this game. <laughs>
1: Did you? No, no, I mean, I, I whiffed on Sam Howell in terms of my ranking, but I'm not going to call that a zero for the guy. I mean, shit, no, nobody exactly was ranking Sam now, the top and, quarterback. No, and everybody, and everybody else, I mean, was, I mean, was was phenomenal. I mean, I, I, yeah, nobody was ranking Jahan Dotson's tail in the top 10 either. So I yeah. mean, the the only zeros you could call would be our fails, not necessarily their fails. So yeah, I mean, it was. It was an entertaining game to watch
0: where everybody else has failed. So I'm not going to call it a zero either. I do have a hero. A.J. Brown continues his historic pair. 130 yards, two touchdowns, eight targets, eight receptions. The the guy is just on fire right now. He's uncoverable. He's too strong. He's everything we always knew A.J. Brown was. And he had a great year last year. He looks like he's just going to take it to a whole new level this year right now, as long as he stays healthy.
1: Whenever you're the first guy in history, in NFL history, to do something, like th- that's a big deal. He's first guy in NFL history with six straight games of over 125 yards receiving. Nobody's ever done that. Think of all the, all the names you want. Nobody's done it. Just AJ Brown, uh, and, and in a in an offense where he has Devonte Smith and Dallas Goddard and DeAndre Swift to compete with, and you know, he still just continues to go out and get it done week after week after week. He, phenomenal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So my notes for this game, obviously, you know, how he had his best game of the year by far. As a result, we saw Jahan Dawson come back to life. Terry McLaurin still had a good day. Uh, Carter Samuel got banged up, but then Jamison Crowder came in and he looked like that was like a flash in the past right there. Uh, Jameson Crowder was like had a big day. Looked like Crowder, like the, the, the slot receiver he used to be for the yeah. uh, way back when. Um, here's my problem, though. Like I said, it took Sam Howell having his best game. Yeah, 50 times, yeah. We, we see how this can be kind of hit or miss with Sam Howell. There, outside of Terry McLaurin, a lot of these guys have not been eating consistently. The Eagles have been a team you can throw on. They also historically, for whatever reason, have trouble with the commanders whenever they played them. Uh, so this is not something I think is going to all of a sudden we see this take off and all the receivers with commanders are playable options. I'm still just sticking to Terry McLaurin for now. Uh, just keep your eye on it. Maybe Sam Howell does he continue to play like this? I don't think he does. I'm not reading too much into it as far as moving forward. He, he didn't um, even
1: necessarily do it. And pardon me, but yeah, Sam Howell didn't even run the ball today necessarily no. either, which is it could be a fun part of his game if they ever want to get him into that. Um, but yeah, he had to throw the ball 50 some times today. He's not right. going to give three different dudes touchdowns through the air every single week either. So yeah, just uh, Slow your roll. Don't be, you yeah, know. Don't run out and and yeah, be half on your free run. agent budget on on him or just yet. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that yet. My other note for this game is that Devonta Smith finally got going, and it was correlated with Dallas Goddard having kind of a quiet day. Like if anybody was going to have a zero, it was going to be Dallas Goddard. So it wasn't terrible as far as tight ends go. Uh, but Devonta Smith finally gets going. That's the good news. It was a good matchup for him to get going. He has a big day and in, in conjunction with A.J. Brown having a big day, but this reminds me a lot of last year where both Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard can't seemingly have big days at the same time is one or the other, and A.J. Brown's A.J. Brown. So this is something that you have to keep your eyes on I think Devonta Smith is somebody that we're going to continue to rank, obviously inside our top twenty-four. But is he still more of a back-end wide receiver too? Until this starts to happen more consistently, uh, yeah, I think so. Because Dallas Goddard is not always going to have this bad of a game, and they can't seemingly have good games at the same time. So yeah, it is.
1: It is part. weird. It is a weird phenomenon that they can't seem to have good games at the same time. And I wonder. I haven't been able to watch the game. I did not. I was not able to watch the game today. Uh, you know, I, I saw highlights, obviously on red zone that kind of thing, but. You know, it, it wasn't like Smith had a great game at the expense of Goddard getting looks. He still had seven targets they don't play
0: yet. anywhere near each other. So does, no. that's why it doesn't make sense except so, yeah, for. Yeah, I, so up. I don't know
1: what the coverage scheme looked like this week or whatever, why, where it maybe opened some things up for Devonte and not for, for Dallas Goddard. But I mean, seven targets on the day is about what he's been averaging this season per game. Uh, he only caught four of them for 36 yards, but I mean. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily like Smith's Smith's usage came at the expense of Goddard's usage. It Correct. just, yeah, it, it was just for whatever reason, the, the, the results, like you said, it, it, it seems like it never matches up where they both can have a game at the same time. And AJ Brown just seems like he always has a damn game. So it's gotta be. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm curious that when I watch this game back on the replay, I'm curious to see if I can decipher why. Goddard didn't have such a great day.
0: Yeah, I mean, this game was this was a game I had uh, with Red Zone on, so I would get to see it from from that standpoint. But uh, yeah, definitely, we'll be going back on the replay to kind of see like, can we figure something out? Because we want to know if this is going to be continuing. For Devonta Smith moving forward or not, do you want to sell high on the guy or you're still trying to get get him on your team or hold him or whatever the case may be? And the That's opposite for Goddard is a yeah, CI. I mean, do you want well, Goddard, try Goddard and is to? Goddard's different because since Goddard's a tight end, like you're just going to roll with him as a top 10 tight end every no, single day.
1: Or if you're, but if you're, if you're desperate for a tight end or if you had Darren
0: Waller right. and now you I'm don't have Darren Waller,
1: can you convince a dude that, yeah, hey, look, Dallas Goddard
0: sucked this week so yeah yeah and maybe you can buy a low on them all right let's go to our next matchup and start off with the zeros we got houston taking on the carolina panthers the panthers won this game was another ugly game here um miles sanders by the way this is no longer a two-man rotation <laughs> apparently this he was the backup he had two carries or two targets or I don't, two touches two opportunities whatever the case may be in this game It was all Chuba Hubbard. He wasn't just in a rotation. Chuba Hubbard was the starter. He was the bell cow in this game. And that was shocking to me. I had Sanders still ranked as an RB3. My bad. I thought thought the worst case scenario was to be a two-man rotation. They talk about Hubbard getting more involved. That's fine. Sanders still getting paid. He was finally healthy. Injury had something to do with it before. So I thought they'd give him a chance again at least to be in the mix. And they went total Hubbard. Does this continue? I don't know but you definitely cannot start Miles Sanders moving forward right now. He's not quite a much drop for me at the moment. I have to see this again for him to be that. But there's no way he's in your starting lineup moving in the next week. It was all Chuba Hubbard. My other zero, CJ Stroud. I, couldn't, I wanted to say the entire Houston offense, but really CJ Stroud had a rough day, 140 yards. And as a result, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, you know, nobody really got, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz, yeah. He was, he was yeah. never able to get involved as a result of that. So what were your zeros in this game? Yeah,
1: you know, Miles Sanders, two carries for zero yards, didn't have a, a target in the game. Raheem Blackshear, for crying out loud, three carries yep. and a couple of targets, a couple of catches. So, yeah, I I... I don't know if yeah, if they felt like they were easing him back into the to the rotation, but it does definitely look like Chuba Hubbard has uh, has taken this thing by the horns. Let's not pretend like he had a great day by any stretch of the imagination either. I mean, 15 carries, the average 1.9 a carry. I mean, yeah, this was no, just not good. Carolina's day. But Chuba Hubbard, in terms of usage, in terms of what they were actually trying to do today, it was all about Chuba, and it had nothing to do with anything on Miles Sanders' contract or otherwise. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. 100%. Uh, I don't have any heroes in this game. Did you have a hero in this game? Do I have a reason to hit the music bad here? I, mean, it, I, I didn't feel uh, like there were.
1: Not really. I mean, Jonathan Mingo actually saw some some usage and and scored some points, but, I mean,
0: he wasn't, like, user yeah, or anything. And, there, was yeah. no, there was no blow-ups here. Um, so no. we, we, we can move on to the notes part, by the way. I will be bringing up the fact that I'm going to win the Adam Thielen showdown against... <laughs> Just gonna throw it out a, there. Yeah, he's a wide receiver too. He was he's wide
1: receiver he re, coming into the game. He was wide receiver twenty three for the day, but.
0: Yeah, he's gonna yeah. go further, further down, closer yeah. to my ranking. So yeah. No. I'm gonna wait till Wednesday to rub that in everybody's face because it wasn't just you for that one. Um, <laughs> my note for this game though, I want to talk about the Houston Texans backfield on the flip side. It was a two-man rotation between Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. We weren't sure exactly how it was gonna break down. Singletary outplayed Pierce right before they went on the bye week. So, were like, okay, let's see what happens coming out of the bye here, which one's gonna be the lead. Pierce still outsnapped Singletary by two. That was it. It was a 50, basically a 50, 50 52 man rotation, Mm -hmm. which is going to make both of these guys. I believe flex ish plays hold your nose, flexes plays moving forward, depending upon the matchup. That's how I'm reading this. What about you?
1: Yeah. I mean, Pierce was the more efficient runner today. Hasn't necessarily been the case all season, but uh, you know, what few targets they did give to the running back room, not a single one of them went to Damian Pierce's mm-hmm. way, which really right. hurts in in a, in a you know in a league and and on a team where you have to assume they ha- they need to throw the ball to win. Um, yeah, it, it's not a backfield I necessarily want any part of. Period, uh, flex wise or otherwise, but they are past their bye. So when another fifth of the league is on bye coming up in week thirteen, and you need somebody to score some points. You might be able to look that direction, I guess, but yeah, this, this is Damian Pierce is not going to give you, and it's time to accept that. If you haven't already uh, look yourself in the mirror, he is not going to give you what you drafted him for. And uh, Devin Singletary is not going to give you what you drafted Damian Pierce for either. So just kind of you know, deal with it, I guess.
0: No, I, I think they're both flex plays. Hold your nose type of yeah, flex
1: yeah, plays. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you have to
0: throw them in there, but yep. Okay, so let's let's go to Cleveland and Seattle. This crazy, crazy game at the end of Seattle pulls it out oh, at the very stupid. end of the game. Absolutely nuts after Cleveland was dominating it. But uh, let's go to my zeros first. Kenneth Walker. Now, he was efficient on the day. Eight carries and 66 yards, but he only got eight carries because he only saw two targets for one catch and four yards. Somebody you've been depending upon as a top five running back. It was a tough match depending on the day, but when you see the fact that he was that efficient on the ground and they just didn't give him the ball and what was mostly a neutral game script throughout this one, is very disappointing. So Kevin Walker, from a fantasy standpoint, six points is usually not going to get the job done when you need it for an RB1 standpoint. And my other zero was Jerome Ford. Now, this one's a little more tricky. I had him kind of ranked more as an RB3. You weren't expecting him to have a full workload when he was reported to have to be out one or two weeks and suddenly was able to get himself active for this game. So I wasn't yeah. having high expectations, but... Because people have wound on Jerome Ford since Nick Chubb has been out. I'm sure people had to play him or felt like they needed to play him. Right. And as a result, nine carries, 37 yards, two targets, two catches, two yards. Not a very good day. Still was behind Pierre Strong. So both those guys are my zeros. What zeros did you have for this one?
1: Uh, I mean, again, not necessarily any fault of, of his own. But, I mean, Elijah Moore... It's time to stop thinking about him being a playable player in fantasy right now. He's a much better guy on your real life football team. Like I would love to have him on, you know, I'd love to have him on green Bay or whatever team I'm a fan of. I wouldn't mind having Eli Moore be, you know, a, an option for my quarterback, even if my quarterback Jordan love, but, uh, you know, it's time to stop thinking of him as an actual playable asset in fantasy right now until and unless they ever prove us otherwise, whether Deshaun Watson is in there or not. And speaking of zeros, Deshaun Watson, and yeah, I mean, not just socially, but he's become a complete and absolute zero fantasy wise right now, too, because you're never going to know from week to week whether he's going to play or not. And even if he does play, you don't know if he's going to play the entire game. So it's time to move on from him as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Boba. I agree. A crazy week <laughs> in the NFL and in fantasy. Uh Randy talking about, I guess Mahomes was sick today. Yeah, let's hope that was the reason. We're gonna he get that. The equation. rest of us
1: sick too. It was catching.
0: Yeah, that was brutal. Um, yeah, so let's go to our heroes for this Seattle game, and it was Tyler Lockett for me. Nine targets, eight catches, eighty-one yards, and a touchdown. Finally, getting involved like you would expect a Tyler Lockett to do. And the real hero of the game, whoever decided to wear the alternative uniforms, throwback yes. uniforms. That was fan. Freaking tastic seeing Seattle. Those they should just go to those because I I hate their yes. current uniforms. Their,
1: their, current, their uniform- current uniforms are so they, they try way too hard. Yeah, they're hideous. They look way too modern anyway. They completely ruin the charm of their entire yeah, their entire color scheme. The logo doesn't look right. I mean, yeah, the the silver, the bright blue, the emerald green. It looks like Seattle. It looks like Pacific Northwest. It looks like a, a, a port city. Yeah, I mean. I'm a big fan of UniWatch. I like the uni watch blog with Paul Lucas and that anyway. And I know it's a nerd thing to think, but God dang, they just look so sharp out there today. That yeah, was, that did. was so much better.
0: They really did. Uh, Brad asking here, uh, what's up guys? Would you trade Aaron Jones and Metcalf for Tony Pollard? No, I wouldn't. No, Tony Pollard no, has. I, would, been- I wouldn't
1: trade either of them for him straight up.
0: I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, 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 I would trade Aaron Jones for Tony Pollard. I don't know that I would that, that I, that I would do, um, just, just trusting Pollard's usage right now, more so than Aaron Jones is at the moment. I do think Pollard will get back into the end zone at some point again, this season and Jones, we still have the problem with AJ Dillon going on right now. Uh, but no, I would not trade both of those for Tony Pollard. He's not been good enough to warrant that. Uh, speaking of trades though, one of my notes in this one, the jigba is playing more and more and more over the past couple of weeks. Lockett finally has a good game here. What we've seen out of Seattle in general, and it has nothing to do with the receivers necessarily, but Geno Smith is coming back down to reality to some degree. Enough so where the passing game of Seattle, whether you're a Metcalf or a Lockett owner or even a Jigba owner, isn't all that trustworthy, is not consistent from a week-to-week basis, regardless whether they have a tough match against Cleveland or a match against Arizona that they're supposed to be able to take advantage of and don't. So my problem right now is that if you have Lockett, and he just had this good game. You know Najig was playing more. Jake Bobo now is trying to get into the rotation a little bit too. I'm going to try to take the opportunity here to go ahead and sell abandoned <laughs> ship. Tyler Lockett while I still can.
1: Yeah. Get out from underneath him if you get any. Yeah. And get yourself something a little more stable, a little more usable week to week there, too. Yeah,
0: I agree. Uh, Bobo in coming in here. I know it means nothing, but as horribly as he played today, can we, we can we can <laughs> can we acknowledge that for the second time this season, Zach will had a better quarterback rating yeah we can,
1: we can acknowledge it i mean I, we, I don't know that means it means a whole hell of
0: a lot yeah. it means nothing let's get into that game actually. i, I got
1: yeah well hold on i got i got two yeah. notes i want to one started. an honorary zero for whoever called the freaking pass play that resulted in the game losing interception for Cleveland oh. because there was absolutely no reason to throw the ball there in that situation especially what the hell were you thinking yeah especially yeah, especially with pj flipping walker okay and two uh how about a hero uh hero shout out for david and joku who if you had yeah. him on your roster you probably played him at tight end and he rewarded you with a top five day instead of the uh, top 50 day that I, yeah,
0: that I thought he would give you. So yeah. yeah. couple there. No, nope, Yep. We, yep. Good call by you. All right. So Kansas city, Denver, my zero for this game. Patrick Mahomes has to be the zero for the day. 241 yards, two interceptions, 21, 20 yards on the ground and no touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes just, whew, Going against Denver Broncos, you're expecting at least a top two performance. He looked great last week, finally has a breakout game, thought Kansas City did something with their offense, figure something out and just totally laid a egg in this one. Obviously better days are ahead. Yeah, he was sick. I think some people said maybe it was flu-like symptoms going on with Mahomes, but nonetheless, not what you're hoping for out of Patrick Mahomes. So definitely my zero on the day. What was yours?
1: Travis, Kelsey, what the hell? You're the top tight end in all of football. I know Taylor had a freaking concert in Louisiana this, this weekend, but come on, you, you're only going to give us a top 11 day with six catches for 58 yards. You couldn't even find the end zone on a day when it seemed like everybody else, you know, in football wanted to find the end zone. Come on, Travis, figure it out. <laughs> figure
0: it out. I mean, his day. Honestly, for a tight end, it wasn't. <laughs> terrible it was it was not really bad, bad. He's still tight he was end Jeff eleven on the Travis day. Healthy day, yeah. It was yeah. just a really bad, Travis Kelsey. Day. We got a question coming in from uh, Brad. Should I be panicked or je- about as a Justin Jefferson and T.J. Hawkinson owner? Now we talked about this a little bit earlier on the show.
1: Jefferson, yes. Hawkinson, yeah. Him.
0: I'm trading Justin Jefferson for Amon Ross straight up after this week. If you Ooh, can good. do it, do it. Yeah. I. You know. I. Yeah. If Amon Ra goes off tomorrow, though, I don't know if you're going to get that deal done with the news about Kirk Cousins. So, but if you can do it, if you could trade Justin Jefferson for anybody who's still in the top 15 at the wide receiver position, I'd probably pull the trigger on that at this point.
1: It, it, it's probably, especially with a guy like Amon Ra St. Brown, who's, who's got that top yeah. five, top seven ability, at least you know you're going to be able to use him for the next several weeks. You know, you, you don't know that you're going to get anything out of Jefferson, period. But, and even when they come back, like, without Kirk Cousins is Jefferson going to give you that much more than a guy like a like a St. Brown is going to be able to give you this season. So if you can pull it off, pull the trigger on that, I'm fine with that. If, yeah.
0: This is an interesting conversation. So uh AS- he's he's been and this guy's been on the our, our show before uh but I can never really try to pronounce what he's trying to do here. So ASD AFG HOP you know me. Um, he needs, <laughs> he needs 11 points and he's asking a question. I think it's a good question. Really? It's Who really would it more to get 11 points in a PPR league, Devante Adams or Jacoby Myers for Monday night football. I am never going to tell you to not play Devante Adams. That is not going to come out of my mouth. However, with Jimmy G in there, as much as he's loved Jacoby Myers, I <laughs> I could easily make an argument that maybe you trust Jacoby Myers gets 11 points more in Devonte Adams at this point in time, but I'm not going to tell you to start or Devo- uh, Jacoby Myers or Devontae
1: yeah, Adams Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a rough, it's a rough call, but I mean, honestly points per game, they're both gi- giving you that on average this season but, uh, points per game. Jacoby that. Myers has actually outperformed Devonte Adams by, by about a point a game. So, I mean, uh, you really can't necessarily go wrong. I guess it's who do you trust and, and, you know, more, I, like you said, I can't, I can't tell somebody in good conscience, not to play Devonte Adams, but I don't think you're going to, you're, you're. I don't think you're going to end up, you know, kicking yourself in the shins because i think that i think they both can and probably will get you over 11 now that being said what are you going to feel worse about waking up tuesday morning the fact that you played Devonte adams and he and jacoby myers is the one who got you 11 points or the fact that you didn't play Devonte adams a top five fantasy wide receiver and then usually you, you know yeah and and, and and you and jacoby myers didn't get you your 11 so yeah, no, I I, hey, what, I agree with that. What are you going to feel? How are you going to feel about that Tuesday morning? That's that's probably more what you have
0: to ask yourself yeah, you know on he says He's a Raiders fan. He's seen enough that Jacoby is the wide receiver one. I will tell you, if you go it's on... It's a good matchup, too. It's a good if matchup. You, if you go on fantasy sports data... Uh, and that's it's an, it's a really good yep. resource that we use. Yep. It's, it's run by John Hanson, the Guru. They have something on there called a first read percentage. I will tell you, Devonte Adams is still the higher first yes. read percentage player over Jacoby Myers in that offense right now. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't go as far as Jacoby's the wide receiver one, but I know from a fantasy standpoint, no, yeah. Okay, no, but it. but I'm just, saying, just
1: scoring wise right now. I mean, odds are either of them gets you the gets you the the points. So I think you're, you find yourself in a decent position, dude.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, ZXKK here. Y'all think Amon Ra is playing tomorrow? If not, should I start Reynolds or Williams? Yes, I do think Amon Ra is playing tomorrow. Make sure, though, you have Reynolds, especially uh, as a backup option to turn to in case for some reason he's unable to get. Yeah, have
1: the pivot. Have the pivot available.
0: Yeah. Uh, We got Chris here asking, uh, there's no way I start Dotson every week until I finally accept that he was a bust of a pick and then this week. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's fancy football for you chris that's this it's one of the crazy you, who did you
1: play in his spot though that's that's the thing that'll really yeah that's, you in the-
0: that's that's a good question you here too. brad coming back i can't believe tyler lockett alone outscored cup aaron jones and Kenneth k9 combined and yes i had all three of my lineup but seven he was up seven but he has Gibbs left yep that's yeah. a tough spot okay but Honestly the way this is going I wouldn't have started Lockett over any of those guys you just mentioned but again it's fantasy football and it'll drive you crazy sometimes Chris coming back is Waller and Drake London injury serious now we don't have all the details yet, yeah, we don't know yet um but we know we do know neither one of them could come back in the game once they were injured with Waller the hamstring to me at least without knowing the severity of the groin issue Tune in uh, Thursday for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tune in Thursday. I to talk to Brian Scott from the Angeles podcast. We'll talk about those injuries. But not knowing the severity of the groin issue yeah. yet, the Waller hamstring is more concerning to me because he's dealt with this hamstring. It took him almost half the season to this point to look like himself again. And, of course, the quarterback change on top of it. But if he's going to be dealing with that at his age and a re-aggravation, that would concern me more as far as those two injuries are are right now until we know we get more. And uh, Chris came back and said, uh, played Miles Sanders over him in the flex. Yeah, that's, that's rough, buddy. That's rough. Oh. oh, let's get back to this Denver game here. We had all these questions firing off. So, I do have a hero. That's Javante Williams. 27 carries, 85 rushing yards, Woo! three targets, three catches, 13 yards, and a receiving touchdown in this game. And the biggest thing here is what I said last week. Javante looked like he was ready to pull ahead. 45 snaps to Samanja Perrine's 17 and Jalil McLaughlin's 8. Javante Williams, I don't want to say it yet, but looks like he might be finally, Denver's finally going to make him a bell cow back. They're not going to do the committee thing. That's what that looks like to me Thank you, Jeebus. Yeah, yes. I, I hope that continues because we know we know Sean Payton will change his mind on a heartbeat. So that's why I don't want to get too out over my skis on this thing. But at least it's been trending in this direction. And now this game, they get the win, and Javante will look very good throughout the entire game. It looks like maybe he'll be just the man moving forward finally.
1: How about how about Jerry Judy being a team player and trying to up his, his trade value before Tuesday? Going off well, for that, going that, off for 13 points today. Yeah. So
0: yeah, that, at a that's at that's point at Judy and Sutton score on two catches (laughs) each. Like, (laughs) I had these guys ranked, like, just like either around my 36 mark or out, you know, this week where there's no buys outside my top 36 because their usage is horrendous. But Sutton's found a way to score almost every game except for two this year. Judy has not been scoring, but he just no. scored here. We'll see if Judy's still in those Rasha comments. I was just going to
1: say, Tuesday yeah, Tuesday night, we'll see if, yeah. if Judy's even still wearing orange by now. But hey, hey how about Russell Wilson landing dead ass at, at quarterback 15? That's where I had him ranked. Thank you, Russell the muscle. You are, you are firmly a quarterback, too. Good for yeah. you.
0: You are 100% a quarterback, too. Uh, ZXKK, I'm up seven. I have Amon Raw. The opponent has Josh Jacobs and Jacoby. Do I win? I feel like I have a good chance of winning because of Jacobs' matchup. Yeah. It's going to be close. That, that to me is like a, is a, I would say a 55% chance you a 45% chance them pretty close to 50, 50 there. You need Amon raw to have a big game. Jacobs
1: both, is the wild card. Jacobs is the, Jacobs wild, the card. wild
0: card. If he continues yeah. to play like he has been, you might be okay. Yeah. Uh, being up seven with Amon raw canceling out Jacoby Myers, but it, right. that, that's going to be an interesting day. And uh, we're back here with my man. I'm just going to call him Mr. A. I'm going to call him Captain A. That's what I'm going to call him. He's got two A's in there. They're both capitalized. So I'm going to call him Capital A. I genuinely think Devontae is the best receiver of the league. Call me delusional, but he's definitely not Jimmy G's favorite target. Well, I mean, hard to argue. Arguably
1: the best route runner in the league. And and he can win the contested catches and, and has enough speed to get it done. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. He's not on my team anymore, but I, you know, I, I'm not. It, it It's you're not out of your mind with the argument.
0: That. No, you know, I don't, you're mine with the argument. Not, not at all whatsoever. I do think the ship has to get righted at some point uh, with Monte <laughs> Adams though. All right. So let's go to our next game. We got the Baltimore Ravens, the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are feisty in this one all day, but yeah. I do the zeros. So I got Zay Flowers, who has always been a top 20 wide receiver for me. Seven targets, five catches and only 19 yards on top of that. It was a bad day for Lamar Jackson, which is really the big key here. But my other zero is a wrong call by me, because I only had Gus Edwards ranked as RB 31, and the guy had three touchdowns today. Uh, the big key for me is that Lamar, he was running in the end the red zone early in the season. The last couple of weeks, that stopped, and it's opened up the door for Gus Edwards to start getting into the end zone. So bad call by me. I was too low on Gus Edwards heading into this matchup. What zeros did you have in this game?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Zay Flowers is really the only one that you really can nail as a, as a zero there. I mean, we all have looked at him. He's, he has been by far their, their most consistent, their best playmaker, their, their, their best receiver period all season, even, a, even ahead of Andrews, um, you know, on a week in, week out and, and, and season long basis and just, yeah, falling completely you know flat on his face today. Uh, that, that really hurt. I mean, you can't really blame him for it all that much but uh yeah in, in what should have been a, a i mean a killer matchup for him just yeah you you got nothing out of him literally
0: yeah 100 percent. all right let's switch it up let's go to our heroes oh yeah baby trey mcbride how about this guy <laughs> 10, targets, 10 catches 85 yards and a touchdown he was the wide receiver one of this game. Love it. We were big on Trey McBride. I was ahead of ECR on him. It was a tough match. Which I didn't quite have in my top twelve, but I was still t- several spots ahead of ECR when it came to Trey McBride. We talked about this chase on our Operation Domination yes. episode. We we're like, look, twenty eight percent of the team targets have gone to the tight ends. Zachary, huge deal now. Yep. Trey McBride, and with performances like these, even when Zachary comes back healthy, I'm not going to be worried about it, man. Trey McBride to the moon rest of season. Love it. I know Josh Dobbs has really been favoring the tight ends. And uh, for some reason, I heard some people talking about being concerned. Well, what happens when Kyler Murray comes back? I'm like, Zach Ers was a top 10 tight end and yes. has four point PPR because Kyler Murray also targets the crap out of the tight end positions. I'm not worried about this when Kyler Murray comes back. So yeah, big hero. The Trey McBride. What was no, your-
1: I, I was, I was thrilled to see Trey McBride's day. Like I said, uh, I said it with, with Dalton Kincaid when we talked about that. But you had situations where, if you combined the tight end usage between the two guys that were being used, you had top ten, top five type tight ends all season. This is not going to be number one every week because taylor swift is not going to have a concert every single sunday for the rest of the season so travis Mm -hmm. kelsey will still take his play you know take his rightful place
0: (laughs) knew you're going to bring it up at some point
1: (laughs) listen but but trey mcbride now has no competition you know for the tight end targets in that in that system right now and yeah again he's 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 set to go for the rest of the season. If you want to look at a points per game, you know, basis last season, Zach Ertz was, was tight end six on points per game now yeah he had he ended up getting injured and and missed a good chunk of the season but he still played 10 games and he was wide he was tight end six points per game and now all of that work regardless of who's the quarterback if it's Dobbs the rest of the year great because like you said he loves the tight end position if it's Murray the rest of the year great because he's a better quarterback than Josh Dobbs and he still likes to throw the tight end too so why the hell not Trey McBride lock him in he's a star he's or, as long at least as long as Zachary, uh, and honestly, Dalton Kincaid, in terms of being a startable, I don't, I, I like McBride better, I think, long term, you know, long term for the rest we know of the Dawson season. Knox
0: is going to be back and assuming his role, exactly. no matter what Kincaid and, does.
1: and, and yeah, and when that happens, Dawson Knox will be the red zone target of right. the two. We've said right. that all along, but I mean, as long as their competitions are out, both of them are locked in as startable tight ends, especially in a. At a position like that, where it's a freaking dart throw every week, unless your name's Travis.
0: Yeah, uh, and uh, Alex here commenting in, he said, "Isn't on Raw still questionable?" I'm always iffy about players coming back from injury. Remember, on Raw is not questionable because of an injury; he's questionable because of an illness. So it's just a matter of how he's feeling, what that illness even is or anything like that. So I just wanna make sure that is clarified here. Uh, my other notes for this game, besides Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson, they're their uh, you know, situation going on there with Lamar running less and Gus being able to find the end zone more. My other note for this one is that this was the second week in a row that the Cardinals did in fact stick with Demarcado as the clear lead oh. back in this game. Now, Damian Williams also got banged up. That's why we saw Keontae Ingram get on the box score. Uh, but it, it was Amari Demarcado. So I can more confidently until James Conner returns, put Demarcato in the RB three flexish territory with the usage that he's getting. He's still not twenty gonna-
1: carries yeah. today. Yeah. Twenty he- carries. Only there were only four four dudes in the whole league that got had more carries than that today. And one of them was Saquon Barkley, who got literally every touch after Tarad went down. So yeah
0: yeah uh, i agree here i love i love we have a little back and forth going on in the comments keep it up guys um <laughs> let's go to our last game for today and it was ugh, the cincinnati bengals beating the san francisco 49ers i'll just say this as a 49ers fan i'm not worried long term we need trent williams back the debo thing debo's nice to have trent williams is the key because trent williams makes the running game go if the running game goes the offense goes mm. And defensively, look the bye week could not have come at a better time for San Francisco. They get the bye week, they need to fix some things on defense. They need to get back to making stopping the run the first priority. So they can get third and longs, so they can get in passing situations and then unleash the pass rush. Yeah. Uh, so that's just my take as a 49ers fan. I'm not worried about this long term. The only thing that really kind of sucks for me this game is that now we're two games back behind the Eagles and we're trying to compete for that number one seed. And technically speaking, actually, the 49ers won't even be in first place because Seattle will be five and two. Well, well, four hours are four, five, and three. Um, but again, not not worried about this long term. But let's get into the fantasy of it all. We'll get to the zeros here. I had no zeros, so there's your music bed for you. I had no zeros. <laughs>
1: Brock <laughs> Purdy can't win in October. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, and you want, you want to hear oh. my you want to hear my heroes? You want to hear my heroes? <laughs> yes. Everyone, Woo! everyone was a hero because even as bad as Brock Purdy played from an what NFL standpoint, game. still 365 yards, still a touchdown, still good for you fantasy wise. McCaffrey mm-hmm. was great. Ayuk was great. George Kittle was great. Jamar Chase was great. Joe Burrow was great. Joe Mixon found the end zone. He was great. T. Higgins was fine Flexible. and fine yeah. has been better the one he's been so everybody everybody did what you would have hoped for in a game like this for your fantasy team so everybody's a hero in this one
1: yeah and yeah no and a, and a good game i mean i know you weren't thrilled with the outcome of it but i mean hey no, all you want when you, when you come out there is, is to see the fireworks. And if you're watching the game as, as a dispassionate observer, as I was in this one. Uh, yeah. Hey, Jamar chase, 12 targets, 10 catches again, just looking like Jamar chase and Tyler Boyd coming out and vulturing anything that T Higgins might've gotten looking like Tyler Boyd looks all the time. I mean, yeah. What a, what a game. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you yeah, and Christian McCaffrey. What more can you say? Ever since he moved, yeah, ever since he moved, you know, to the left coast, all he does is score literally every week. We knew he was good before. We we didn't necessarily know he was God status, and I mean, he just he continues to prove he's the best asset in fantasy football.
0: One more, I think it was what one more game when they come out of the bye. If he scores in week ten, when they come out of the bye here. (laughs) Uh, he'll have the record, and I yeah. I see no reason why that wouldn't happen. He's frankly. essentially
1: he's essentially put together now since the trade deadline last season. He has essentially put together a full season where he has scored a touchdown at least one at least one, sometimes two like today every single game. Can you imagine a player scoring in every single game? I mean, it just that kind of thing doesn't happen all the time. And and he's he's putting together a special run here with San Francisco. We knew it was going to be a fun marriage, but.
0: Jeez, it's, man. It's, it's insane it's insane uh bobo coming in here he's got two quarterbacks stroud and how should i drop one for levis and if so which one now i would not sh- drop stroud or Hal for will levis just based off of one week uh Sam Hal, by no. the way was fantastic for you so obviously not him and stroud rough day but he's been very very good for most of this and,
1: and do, do you need two quarterbacks on your roster based on whatever your whatever your your Roster settings and your and your league settings are. If you don't need two quarterbacks, just run with Stroud. I don't think you need to even worry about how. I mean, how is how is a guy who might still be there for you on the waiver wire if you need him? But you, I mean, Stroud is past his bye week. You don't necessarily need to carry two quarterbacks unless you're in a two quarterback situation there. So
0: yeah, one hundred percent. My only note for this game too, outside of that, is just the Bengals are back. Joe Burrow's back. He's healthy. And I think, you know, if you've bought, if you bought low on a T Higgins, even though he didn't go off or you, you still might be able to buy low on T Higgins. Actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, uh, this offense is going to be tr- trending up. The rest of the way now that Joe Burrow is actually healthy, because they're going to have more games like this where they just put up points against. Doesn't matter who the defense is. So Joe Mixon a top
1: ten day, Joe Burrow a top five day. I mean, yeah, this against the best defense in in the entire league. It's yeah, Cincinnati is is back to being usable. You don't have to you don't have to worry about them anymore. Nope. I know some of us panicked in the first month, but don't.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so that, that wraps it up for today's show, guys. Hope you all enjoyed it. We're going to be back on Wednesday at nine 30. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll come in, watch us live, get your questions in for the week, your start, set decisions. We'll have all of that stuff ready for you. We'll have our player props, our bets for the week as well. So make sure you come in and check us out. Uh, make sure you download us on your favorite podcast app so that we can stay up to date with the show when you're on the go. You can always find us on social media at Billy Up MDFF Show on X. And you can also find us on every other social media platform at MDF Show. Uh Chase, where we can find you at, man.
1: Uh yeah, you can always find me on Twitter, SDT Chase If you've got start switch questions, if you've got trade questions, if you've got you know whatever. Uh, but yeah, Boba Jet, you need to talk to your sister, man, because what the hell?
0: Yeah, he's he's standing here in my power hungry <laughs> brother-in-law. Set the He have the roster. <laughs> two quarterbacks, even though you can only play one week. You know, I was in a league like that. Uh, you guys vote on that? And it's just, it's, yeah, you have like the, they have these roster limitations because you're, you're trying to help out guys who aren't as smart. And I hate playing in leagues like yeah, that. I, I would get out of it. Yeah. That, yeah. Boba, but make sure you try to make, you get everybody together and say, Hey, we need to have a vote on this yeah. they, next year. Kick roster his ass at freedom. Thanksgiving. Roster freedom. You want freedom, <laughs> freedom, ring, freedom. ring. <laughs> All <right. laughs> We'll cap it off on that. We'll see you guys on Wednesday.